0: and that forming that brand out of their authentic selves is the best strategy for success in dentistry today.
1: So this podcast is brought to you by Zana and Zana makes electric toothbrushes, but it's more than that. They have a program that'll grow your practice with their electric toothbrushes.
0: Hey guys, this is Sean and Dr. Allison house with the authentic dentist podcast. And here we are. Finally, we are actually on camera, uh, instead of just hiding in the studio where you can only hear our voice. Um, so, hello. Uh, today we're going to talk about the evolution of a personal brand. And you know, your personal brand—it's all about who you who you are in practice. But over time, as as culture, as everything evolves, your brand also needs to evolve, but yet still stay true to who you are. So. How on earth do we do that, Dr. House?
1: Well, the, the reason we're talking about this is because I was listening to Megan Trainer And she just dropped a, a new um, video on I Am Your Mother. And I like her. Her message is a little, not my, my style. But I like the catchy. I like the retro. But it was interesting because her new one is I Am Your Mother. And I remember all about that bass, which is when she was a teenager. So... Her brand has evolved over time, obviously, but it's still her, you know, and how how do you do that in your business? How do you do that in your practice where you you mature and your brand matures, but you're still you the whole time?
0: And you might think that that's uh, maybe like simple with musicians, but honestly, it's not because you have to evolve the musical style, but yet still stay true, almost like pink, you know, she still, she has this like edgy Um, I'm counterculture, I'm different, I'm like kind of mad at the world. And yet, you know, 20 years ago, she was relevant. 10 years ago, she was relevant. She still comes up with music that's relevant, even though she stays on brand with like, this is who I am in music. And I'm sure that's not just who she is, but that's the way that she has branded herself. And she's been consistent with that. And I think that's the important thing to note about brand is probably the most important element of a good brand is consistency. Um, So, okay. So starting with you in practice, how how long do you, like what was that journey of I'm now a dentist, I own my practice, I feel like I have to be a certain way versus here I am now 20, 21 years later?
1: 23 years later. Oh
0: gosh. 23 years later. And I think you exemplify an authentic dentist, but it didn't start this way.
1: And no, it, it didn't. When I graduated, I didn't really have a, an idea of who I was or what I wanted to be. And I worked for a lot of different practices. But one of my favorite dentists that I worked for, um, his name was Dr. Utzinger, and I was going to buy his practice. And he's, he was a wonderful dentist, but he was 70 years old when I was 26. So his brand, his style, I mean, just even, it didn't fit me at all. So when I started my own practice, I thought that's who I needed to be. And, you know, it didn't come across as, well, it wasn't. It was very fake. And so I had to evolve into, okay, so what is it that I really love about dentistry? What am I showing patients? And there's there's a lot of aspects to me, and not all of them work. But there's a lot of pieces that patients like about me, and then you keep developing them. And it becomes your brand.
0: But, but I think, um, like, you the word fake. And I don't know if that's completely um, fair because in the beginning, you don't actually know who you are as like a a dentist. So it's not like, you know what I mean? Like somehow being authentically yourself at that time is kind of like your modeling. And what you do is typically all of us, we, we have heroes, we have people we look up to um, and we start off by, okay, this is what I think um, a successful dentist is. This is what I think a, a happy dentist or a likable dentist is to patients. And you start off by modeling and only over time, as you start realizing, okay, where where is this not in alignment with who I am and what brings me fulfillment? Can you actually start evolving into something that is more of who you are? But I don't know if it's. F- I, I mean, I'm sure parts of it might have been fake because, like you said, you feel like you're playing a role. But at the same time, I feel like that's like you can't skip that, you know.
1: Um, who I am is much more interactive, um, Dr. Edsinger, because of the time he was very authoritarian. This is what you're doing. This is what's going to happen. And that's the way I spoke, which wasn't me. And so it didn't it didn't feel good to the patient. It didn't feel good to me. And yet I didn't really know how to be different. So I guess that's what I mean by fake, is that I had that very authoritative-sounding, very authoritative look. But it wasn't actually who I was. I'm much more of a collaborator.
0: You know, I know um, for me in business, and I don't know if it's because of like – Uh, The Enneagram, I don't know who's familiar with that. but
1: Oh, yeah, I like that.
0: Yeah, so originally I tested, and I I think I tested, like, as a nine. And the nine is the one that—
1: It's agreeable, right? Yeah, agreeable.
0: agreeable. It's almost like the idea of, like, when in Rome, you know how to communicate with this person, you know how to communicate with this person, you know how to relate. And in some ways you're kind of like, I don't know who I am, but I can understand a lot of different people. So because of that, all of a sudden I'll see an influencer, I'll see a speaker, I'll see um, an entrepreneur, and I'll connect to a part of, of what makes them unique. And I'm like, oh, is that the way that I should show up? Like, is that the way that I should, you know, whether it was the intellectual or whether it's, you know, Simon Sinek and the way he delivers lines and he sounds so sophisticated. Or whether it's Gary Vee that's just like off the cuff swearing and, y- you know.
1: But all those people are passionate. And so that's your brand, really, is that passion. So passion can be expressed differently, right?
0: But I didn't realize that early on. So I guess what I was saying is, like, I would would get confused thinking, like, I could almost see those different expressions of myself. Um, So that's why, like, my wife knows any time if I listen to someone too long, like YouTube videos or, or books, I start kind of, even like Jordan Peterson, if I listen to even two or three days of Jordan Peterson debates or whatnot, I talk to her differently, You know, I start asking different questions and I sound a lot more heady and intellectual. Um, So it's actually been a challenge for me to find my brand when it comes to like my voice and who I am in business. Um, And that's one of the things that Dr. House and I were talking about before we went live was, you know, you have so many different expressions of who you are that are that are true. But which ones of those do you package and consistently show up with professionally in practice? So
1: your brand is still an amalgamation of who you're listening to, and who you are, and what your practice looks like. When I first started practicing, I was a lot more techie. I was young. I loved to do all that. As I got older, I wasn't as interested, so that couldn't be my brand. So as And now I'm kind of back into techie. I like it. But I wouldn't say that that was my brand. I think it's still the always looking for information, always looking for collaboration. That's more who I am. That stays consistent, but like what what exactly you, you're saying and doing, it's going to change over time because you're changing over time.
0: Now, I feel like you've been really consistent when it comes to like um, being an advocate, you know, really caring about legislation. Um, do, do you agree? Do you feel like that's been pretty consistent over the last like, decade?
1: Oh, yeah. But of course, I've gotten better at it too <laughs> over time because you, you just, you learn. You learn what you're good at, what you're not good at. I know that I can make a passionate speech, I know that some things I say don't make any sense to people and I have to. And so I can't say those kind of things. That's not, even though that's who I am, that doesn't resonate with others.
0: Um, Okay. So, I mean, branding, I feel like it can be really not very, not very concrete. Like people might use the word brand often. Like, oh, we like that person's brand. Um, But when it comes to a dentist, it's like.
1: So I I have some examples that I keep thinking about. Um, Dr. David Yang great guy, great dentist. He is definitely the techie dentist. He has every gadget known to man in his office. And he's also the, I'm going to say whatever I think kind of dentist. And that's how he's branded himself. But the good news is that patients are looking for him. Mm-hmm. That's what they want. So you attract whatever your brand is. So you have to be careful. Okay, so who is that for other people? Um, there's the Pinky brand, which is very much a high-end very patient centered maybe two or three patients a day that's not typical for most of us but that is a brand and that's if that's who you are that's how you market yourself this is i'm i'm a spend a lot of time high quality gucci kind of dentist and that's that's who you are and that's who you represent you probably shouldn't show up in shorts and a t-shirt if that's who you are and that's what you're marketing because that's not your brand see what I'm saying. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. The brand artifacts need to be in alignment with that. So if you if you are that high end, you are that sophisticated. Well, you, you know, can't
1: show up in your Toyota Camry. No, <laughs> in your but, but also
0: your the music. If you have music in your waiting room, needs to sound that way. You know everything around. If you're gonna offer coffee, it can't just be crap coffee because that's, that's not your brand. Like everything needs to be elevated. So that has to be
1: you then you have to like those things and pay attention to those things. If you don't, then that's not really your brand. These aren't your people and you're not going to resonate with them. So it's important that you're attracting patients that like you so that your brand is expressing that.
0: And I think that's one of the main things that we love talking about here is that like, if you want to find success and fulfillment, That's why we really encourage people to find that authentic voice, that authentic brand, because then you don't have to, sorry, I just lost audio. Um, Then you don't have to, I don't know, it's exhausting faking it.
1: It's exhausting faking it. If you don't know anything about coffee and you have to buy gourmet coffee and you don't like it, that's miserable. Don't do that.
0: I remember dating, (laughs) this is a long time ago, and I remember thinking, like, I kind of know the role you're supposed to play. Like, I know you're supposed to show up. You're supposed to, like... And the only reason why I knew this is because my brother was that guy. Uh-huh. He was the the jock as a freshman that got the senior girls. And he kind of just showed me, like, this is how you can really, like, make, like, shock and awe a girl. And this is how you treat him right. You know, he had, like, you know, three restaurants always planned. And then he'd cancel the two, if depending on what they wanted. And I just remember thinking, okay, so it's almost like he's Bill Gates, but he's showing people he has money. And I'm like, what if... He was Bill Gates, but didn't show people he had money. So then they actually liked him for him. You know, so I just remember thinking like early on in college, like, man, if I just am who I am and can show up that way, if someone falls in love with that, I don't have to perform a day in my life. But then I can still give it my best. I can still be the best version of myself, but I don't ever have to feel like I'm so drained because I hooked someone into thinking I'm someone I'm not. And then now I'm wondering when she's going to realize that's not who I am. Um, and I think it's a Brown
1: sin- talks about this all the time. I just think it's hilarious. She says, you know, as a young, as a young woman, you get invited on a date and the guy says, so what do you want to eat? I don't know. What do you want to eat? Oh, I like Italian. Great. Let's go to Italian. What kind of music do you listen to? I don't know. What kind of music do you listen to? I don't know. The doors. Great. I love that too. So then you marry this guy 20 years later. He's like, let's go to Italian food and go to the doors. And you're like, I hate all this stuff. This is not even remotely who I am, but you've been pretending for 20 years that's miserable. That's, then you're not, you're not in sync. It's the same thing with patients. You can't just pretend to be somebody you're not. You still have to be professional. You still have to be your training, but you have to be you.
0: So I think of like a Venn diagram, right? And one circle is like completely who you are, what makes you come alive, you know, who you are with your best friends. And then the other circle is like the marketplace. And now this is where the evolution happens. Now, of course you're evolving too, because you're reading, you're learning, you're meeting new people and new experiences. But it's trying to find that sweet spot of where who you are authentically keeps lining up with something that the market still wants. Um, because, you know, if, if you are into bugs and you just absolutely love bugs, I don't think it's a good Check idea. Like insects. Insects, yeah. <laughs> to just put like pictures of bugs all over your practice. Um, you know, tattoo them on your arms so that when you're like, I, I don't think that's a good idea just because that's who you that are. Be a very
1: niche market of people that would be interested in that. And that doesn't mean it couldn't happen, but that would be a very, it would be hard to market that. Someone
0: out there, prove me wrong.
1: <laughs> but if you love music, you love rock and roll. I have a friend who's Marty Margettis, whose whole office is filled with guitars and rock and roll music. And that's who he is. I mean, that's not rejecting pe- people like that. They're probably not picking him because of that, but that is his, what he likes in his brand. So yeah, I think it has to be something that you can attract enough people to keep you and self in business, <laughs> but it's still you. So maybe bugs are not the best.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um, what were some of your favorite examples when you were thinking of just like people that you feel like, cause you mentioned, sorry, what's the artist name again you mentioned?
1: Uh, Megan Trainer? Yes. Kills me you don't know who that is. <laughs> I thought that was so modern. Um, I don't know, because she's not Beyonce. Beyonce is a very different brand. She's not retro or B- Beyonce is kind of pushing the limit every time. So we, we like her. Um, Muhammad Ali is the other one I thought of. It's old, I know. But he was very much about his presence and, and who he was and being strong. And it resonated for lots of people.
0: You know, um, one of the things I was just talking to uh, Dr. House about was that for me, showing up with my voice, I struggled because I felt like there was lots of different expressions that I could have. And it was only when I really started listing them out, kind of with a hierarchy, that I realized, like, okay, like, encouragement, inspiration, and passion are more important than my playful and fun or my uh, intellectual and analytical sides. And it's not about which ones compete for the top. It's like, I know which one needs to be preeminent. And then the other ones can just almost take supporting roles. So even as you're thinking about like what makes you come alive um, or the way that you interact with with patients, you know, trying to think of like my, the people that know me the best, how would they describe my, my tone or my style when I'm just being me? Um, and even if some of those more professional aspects need to be secondary or supporting, as long as they're there. <laughs>
1: And and they are there. Absolutely. Yeah. I think you have to come back to your story. Why did you become a dentist in the first place? There's something that you love. If you don't love it, maybe it's time to go do something else. But if there's something that you love, what is that? Why is that? And then how do you bring more of that into your practice?
0: Thank you for listening to the Authentic Dentist podcast. To join Allison and Sean on this journey, hit the subscribe button to never miss an episode. Here's to your success. Express yourself fully. Live authentic.